It's mainly cloudy and 16 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9 o'clock. I'm Russell Skeet. Two people are in hospital following an early morning shooting in southeast Calgary. Police say it happened around 5 this morning in the 2100 block of 50th Street Southeast. One person is in Foothills Hospital in critical condition, while another who also suffered injuries is in hospital as well. However, that person is also in custody, according to police. No more details have been released. More news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic. In the southeast, traffic signals are flashing red on 130th Avenue and 50th Street. Crews are on scene. You're going to want to treat this as a four-way stop for the meantime. And if you're heading out of the downtown core this morning on the 5th Avenue flyover, your two left lanes are closed. Calgary Stampede Lotteries are back to support communities. Get your tickets before midnight July 7th for a chance to win the $75,000 bonus prize at calgarystampede.com slash lotteries. For the 770 CHQR traffic helicopter, I'm Louise Van Dam. Calgary police have confirmed the death of an 11-year-old girl after she was pulled out of a city lake earlier this week. The Calgary Fire Department's aquatics team arrived to Mahogany Lake around 2 p.m. Monday after reports of a young swimmer jumping into the water and then not resurfacing. Now, the girl had entered the water with a number of other kids. EMS says the girl was found by rescuers an hour after she went missing. She was found in 15 to 18 feet of water before being brought back to shore. She was airlifted by Stars Air Ambulance to hospital in critical life-threatening condition. The mayor of an Alberta city where seven people died in a house fire says words cannot effectively express the devastation of the community. In a statement, Marshal Chalmers thanked emergency responders for their efforts and also thanked people across Alberta for their thoughts and prayers. I'm, I'm Syed Sowarwarthi with the Islamic Supreme Council of Canada. The special prayers were held for the family Friday at Calgary's Green Dome Mosque and at the Chestermere Islamic Center. RCMP say the cause of the fire is under investigation, but initial findings don't suggest it was deliberately set. Calgary City Council will again debate whether or not to follow the province in easing COVID restrictions at tomorrow's council meeting. The province eased their restrictions Thursday, but Calgary hung on to theirs for a few more days. It's not an unwise precaution, says Toronto doctor Iris Gorfinkel, who says variants could cause problems and is urging caution. So now that we're getting into more Delta, we can't let down the guard too quickly. That's the problem. If we're going to let it down, we should do so gradually so that we could see the effects of what has happened as a result. She says one issue is with kids under 12 not being vaccinated, which she says has led to a resurgence of the spread in the UK. Taking a look at sports, the Milwaukee Bucks are headed back to the NBA Finals for the first time since 1974. The Bucks got the win 118-107 over the Atlanta Hawks in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Final. They'll take on the Phoenix Suns in the Finals. Kurt Bensmiller had the fast time of the night, but it wasn't enough to give him a spot in the Final Four at the Dewberry Chuckwagon Championships last night. Chris Molly finished at the top of the aggregate, followed by Lane McGilvery, Aubrey Motowillo, and Cody Risdale. They'll go into the Dash for Cash Final this afternoon with twenty five grand on the line. Global News Sky Tracker weather, mainly cloudy, good chance of showers or thunder showers. A high of 20 today. Showers ending late this evening and staying cloudy overnight with a chance of more showers or thunder showers and a low of 12 clouds and 19 tomorrow. It's 16 degrees at 9.04. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Russell Skeet. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and it is July 4th, so...
happy Independence Day down to our friends down south, and uh, hopefully they're having a good day down there. We had quite a little eventful couple days here in Calgary with our weather. It really tells you how big of a city we do have, though, because I know other parts, I had calls from people, friends, that their house got shattered, the hail, the siding's gone. I got a little bit out here, and uh, I'm down in, in the Cranston area, and we have a little, little bit, um, and bit of hail. Um, but actually, most of my, I was a little worried about the canna lilies, but actually, they survived pretty good. And uh, in some ways, sometimes it helps out. It uh, sometimes knocks them back a bit. And once this, it's still early enough in the season that we're going to get lots of new growth. So just the best thing to do after a hailstorm is peel off all the broken, damaged branching or leaves. Just pull it all off right away. Don't don't let it sit on it. Take it off. Give it a good shot of fertilizer, 20-20-20, something like that, just to give it a boost. And, and then next week when the sun comes out, you'll be amazed at how much your plants will rebound and regrow um, because there's lots of energy in those root systems. So they're going to be able to just take off like crazy and uh, hopefully revitalize if you if you did happen to get hit by hail. So anyways, and uh, hopefully you didn't, but we did definitely got some much needed rain. Last night was that long, deep rain. It was kind of nice to hear just pounding on the, on the roof last night and uh, woke up a couple times, looked outside. It was just nice to get that smell of the rain coming through and and this and nothing crazy at least it wasn't blown all over and uh, without those uh, spinning clouds which we don't really need we just need some good good solid rain here and there once in a while to help uh, help keep things green and keep the fires down and all that fun stuff so hopefully we can get a good uh, consistent rain through July I prefer when it rains uh, around 9, 10 at night, and uh, and then dries up in the morning. That way it doesn't affect our, our crews so they can still get out and, and get to the work. We have lots of work out there right now trying to keep up with all of our clients and uh, of, of their needs and uh, doing lots of patios and getting caught up from last year. Last year was a tough year for a lot of landscapers between COVID quarantining, product shortages, which we're still dealing with this year. It's it's amazing. I would never have thought that getting brick and all that, but just that the quarantining was what really put everybody behind. And when you start losing half your crew, and even if they don't have COVID, but they still have to quarantine, it's just hard to keep up. And and you lose so many man hours in the days to uh, to keep going. So so be patient with your contractors. Uh, they don't they don't want to call you and say that they can't get what you need right away. They're waiting as well and they're eager to get it going. So try and be patient and uh, and we're trying to to keep everybody uh, informed of what we're up to as well. And and hopefully we were doing that. And but we're getting on the right track. We've we've ordered a lot of new um, brick <clears throat> and we're getting starting to get a good stock in. So, which is which is pretty awesome. Jen's going to give us a shout. She's going to come in around uh, nine fifteen. We have some exciting stuff to chat about down at the garden center. So, and 
I got a couple texts already. I'll read. Morning, you've spoken about the importance of deadheading. <laughs> this is the first time I planted Bacopa as spillers. Love them now, but all I need to know is how to deadhead them. They are a little bit tougher to deadhead. Um, depend, most varieties of Bacopa should just keep blooming for you. And if you see the odd dead part or if it gets, the biggest thing that affects them, is the same with Lobelia, is when they get dried out. If you happen to run them a little bit dry a couple of times, that's that's more of the effect than uh, that. But when you see the deading, just go in and pinch them out, pinch out the the spent blooms. Um, sometimes on some of those ones where there's multiple plants, multiple flowers, I just run my fingers through them and then knock off the dry ones. Um, and for the most part, but if you end up with a whole section of, I'm, I'm not even opposed to going in there and just cutting some of that stuff out here and there. Same with Lobelia, if you happen to get dried out on you. It, once it's dry, it ain't coming back. So I would definitely um, just go in and cut it back and uh, remove any of that dead damage um, leaves or what have you. It's just much, much easier to deal with it at that point. And then that way you don't have to, uh, don't have to uh, try to succumb to looking at that brown leaves all, all summer long. Quite a few texts already. Coming in, I'm going to go to, am I able to safely trim the lower side of my hawthorn? Absolutely. If you got one branch that's just sort of branching out in the wrong direction or whatever, right now is a great time to do that. It's it's fine. Just make sure you leave it and don't just leave a stub. Take it back right down to the main branch about a centimeter away, but make sure you leave a little bit of, you'll see a collar there, a little bump just where the branch meets the trunk. You want to remove it just there. And on a long branch like this one, you want to make sure you take it in two or three sections. That way it won't tear on you. So cut off three feet and then get a little bit closer to the trunk and then just leave like four or five inches for your last cut. That way there's no pressure on it when you're making a nice cut, your very last cut. There's no pressure on it. It's not going to tear on you. And don't try and take the whole thing at once. So. That's probably one of the biggest mistakes I see people do. They try to take a 10-foot limb all at one time. So you just you take it in a couple sections, and then that way um, it's it's able to uh, to uh, heal properly, get that nice cut without tearing. Is it bad to mulch around ketoniasters? No, absolutely. Ketoniasters, most shrubs like mulch around them. It holds the moisture in, especially in Calgary. We have our dry and fluctuating temperatures. Mulch keeps it, the soil temperature pretty steady. Also keeps it cool. And and then in the wintertime, it also keeps that moisture in early in the spring. So that way it's uh, able to stay dormant a little bit longer. So a lot of your more tender um, trees and that, they benefit very much so with uh, with mulch. Like I have a, red maple red rocket maple and it's it leafed right to the very top it's awesome and uh, i i use mulch in all my beds absolutely here's another one merle can i apply green it up fertilizer when it's raining or on a wet lawn absolutely right now is a great time i'm gonna do the same thing right after the show i didn't get to it last week um i'm going to get out and uh, apply my summer dose of my lawn fertilizer so I can uh, keep my grass looking nice and green. And don't go too short, especially in this heat. Um, so 
just I would just just keep it up a bit. Maybe go to that uh, two inches to inch and three quarters to two at least, and then that way it's. Uh, the only thing when you're doing with it's when it's raining is if the fertilizer gets wet, then it clumps on you, which you don't want that happening. So, all right. And here we go, another one. Merle, is it a bad idea to apply green it up in the rain? No, actually, totally fine. That's a perfect time. That way it gets in there and it'll start dissolving. It's a slow-release fertilizer, so it, 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 will, it will be fine. It'll get into the ground and do that. And then we got a picture from Dwight. Ooh, it looks like he got hit by some hail, like his uh, pumpkins or squash or, or something like that. Looks like they got squashed. Rain barrels are full, but nothing left to water. But Dwight, one thing with a lot of those leaves, just cut a lot of those broken, dead, damaged leaves, but you'll be amazed at how fast, like I don't know if they're pumpkins or what have you, um, they will rebound quite quickly and and come right back in. So give that a try. And huh. <laughs> Good morning, garden man. <laughs> I like that. My weeping birch is getting brown leaves. I have done long, slow watering, raged three times. It has gone green to the top, which I, it had not been. So I've got those birch leaf miners. Well, I'm so glad that um, we did, where you were able to get it green right to the top, which is great. And that's one thing that the, the, the Rage Plus will really help. And yeah, the birch leaf miner, you're going to have to maybe get in touch with our printed up crew for next year and uh, we can do the injection with the trays on and uh, and that will definitely help with that it's a systemic yeah the only stuff we used to have in the old days was uh um latox or saigon were the systemic insecticides that we used to use but they're no longer available to us in the retail market so um but we can do it through our through our printed up division and we're uh, one of the licensed guys for the trays on treatments for your trees. So we'd be more than happy to look after that for you. But right now I'm going to take a quick break. When I get back, we'll chat with Jen. She has some exciting stuff that's going on down there and uh, we're going to get your shopping carts revved up for you. So you can come down and uh, hear what Jen has to say. You're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 CHQR. And Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's full-service year-round garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And we're going to go to Jen, and she has us covered when she's down in the greenhouse. Good morning, Jen. <laughs> good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. You? I'm really good. Thank you. Yeah, it feels good yeah. to have that fresh moisture out there. I mean, it's been a bit crazy weather, but yeah, it feels great. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good rain last night, one of those good this ones that soaks in. It's not just a flash flood where most of it runs off into the sewers. Rains like last night were just great because they, mm -hmm. they just soak in nice and get into the ground and uh, benefit all the plants, So, which is Absolutely. good. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, although some, some with hail, right? A lot of people with <laughs> hail damage as well yeah. with their plants. I heard you talking earlier about that. So we're going to help people with that. We're we have a little bit of a... That. 
Yeah. Yeah, we have a little bit of a, I guess we could call it a hail sale, but we're just going to call it a sale. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what do you got going on down there? It's pretty exciting. I hear you have some some carts racing around there or something. We do. (laughs) There are carts racing around, in fact. Um, We have a really great sale going on, which is, uh, it's, Grab a green cart, green customer cart. Come on in, load it up. You can load it up with annuals. You can load it up with veg, herb, um, annual fruit, like strawberries, cantaloupe. Um, 20 bucks. Fill your cart. It's one cart per customer. Uh, and just wheel through there and grab what you need. Just, just so you can fill up your whole cart. So if I find six trays of, of petunias, I can... F- I can load them on that cart and a couple of Canada lilies if there's any left or whatever. Yeah, 20 bucks for the whole cart. Yeah, <laughs> fill up the whole cart. Absolutely. People were so excited wow. yesterday. It was so fun to watch. That's not what you guys told me was going on. I was yeah. supposed to be able to make a little <laughs> more money. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's just no, nice. To, awesome. And we usually just do it with our veggies, right? And mm-hmm. then this year we expand it to our flowers with the hail sale. With the hail the other night, I thought we, you and I chatted, and we thought, well, let's um, let's help out with that, and uh, and let people. And it was it was amazing yesterday. It was, people get pretty creative with the shopping carts, how how they can stack them in there. It's with true. A, with, <laughs> it's true. And, but it's a tr- and you're right. A lot of people lost some stuff. You know, either you know trial and error, or with this hail, or whatever it might be. So people have been really excited, and it's really sweet to watch um, the reactions. People are really grateful, and makes them smile big, and and uh, it's awesome to see. Yeah, and I like yeah. to see it when I see lots of the families coming in, loading up with the veggies and the fruit and stuff like that. And it gives you opportunities to maybe try some of those, like you said, cantaloupe exactly. yeah. or some of the things that maybe you didn't want to spend the money on. But here's a, a little less expensive way of doing it. You can get a bunch of different things and you can try it. It's true. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's we a, still have a pretty a good selection. Yeah, so. I was just going to say there's a lady in here yesterday. She was buying okra because she'd never grown it before. And she said, I don't even know what to do with it. But she's going to give it a try because why not, right? It's a great sale. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have a, a little question for you. Uh-oh. I got a text okay. here. Yeah. It says, my day lilies break off right at the stem. It starts with a slight slash and then increases every day until they just fall over. Like it, it's kind of, it looks like someone's just slowly cutting through them with a knife. Oh. Have you heard of any of that? Like, I've I never. haven't. Yeah. That's interesting. I have to look into that. Maybe if you want to forward that to me. I, um, yeah. As you know, we have lots of daylilies here right now in our perennials. I've grown them myself. Um, yeah, usually I- they get the – well, actually, no, the daylilies don't get the, the easy – but this is – it's like a perfect slice, and then really? they just fall over. Yeah, it's, uh, hmm. it's kind of a weird thing, okay. so I'm not sure. Maybe it's some sort of bug that gets hmm. in there and – that is a shame, though. This. Yeah, and just when the buds are just getting going, I'll text you a picture of it. Okay, yeah, but please it's, do. It's, uh, yeah, it's just kind of weird. Okay. So you yeah, haven't heard was, of that, eh? I have not, and uh, yeah, uh, usually, to be honest with you, I have not had any issues with uh, daylilies. You know, even slugs don't seem to really go to them for no, myself anyway, right? Same. I always yeah. like the Stelladoras and stuff like that. I usually have no issues with them. Yeah, that's interesting. So, okay. and then next weekend we're having our fifteenth anniversary little party thing Whoa, going on. Fifteenth anniversary—that's crazy. I know. I can't believe it. Like, I'll mm-hmm. be honest. Like, when we started it, um, I had two young little kids <laughs> and my wife, and I said, "Well, I'm going to quit my job 
and I'm going to start this business. Off you go. <laughs> and now look, right? Now you've yeah. got two big kids, young adults, yeah. big kids. And yeah. they're both working at the store. And, they are. Uh, and Carolyn comes down and helps out every so often and does her thing, yeah. designing and stuff. And yep. So we um, – so next weekend we're going to have cupcakes. We're going to have, for the first 150 people. We're going to give away T-shirts Fine. and a little gift, little grab bags. Fine. And we're going to have some food trucks. And awesome. probably Jen's going to be scooping ice cream. I hear. Oh, okay. <laughs> I better and get we're gonna, this up. <laughs> yeah, get your wrist ready. <laughs> I better sample my own ice cream and just make sure I know what I'm doing. And I'm going to broadcast the show from there if everything works out with our technology. I tested it last week, um, but we're going to test it on Friday just to make sure the connection's good. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so then I'm going to do the live broadcast from there. And so you can, if you want to see uh, what Jen and I look like, come on down. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize ahead of time. I have the face for radio, so that's why they put me on the radio, not TV, so. Oh, Merle. Um, it'll be fun. That'll be great. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, 15 years, it's it's amazing. And we just want to say a big thank you to Calgary, and we're going to have some sales. And that's some of the things we do try to give back to the community. Like We, we support the food banks, lots of hockey teams, mm-hmm. lots of things. And that's what you get cool. when you hopefully support a local. And I know so many of the local YYC businesses are very much the same as us. We love to give back to our community. So uh, thank you so much, everybody, for the support over the last 15 years. It's been amazing. That's and awesome. uh, I, I've loved every minute. And, and people say, like, do you, does it bug you doing the show on Sunday morning? I, I love it. I can't wait to get up, do the show. And on Sunday, I couldn't imagine not doing it, right? Yeah, so, you do love it. You do. You can I, tell, Merle. It's fun. Like, yeah. I, I just, it's enjoyable. And I, it's when I'm very fortunate, I found a, uh, profession that I love and uh, dealing with plants and mm-hmm. so many great people and customers and when they come in like we're not dealing with bad stuff right we're dealing with their no. garden sometimes when their stuff dies they get a little bit mad at us maybe or whatever but we, <laughs> we try to educate them on why it died For and sure. hopefully yeah. yeah yeah no it's it's good congratulations 15 years is a long that's a long time you know yeah and, it's, and it's been a yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been long go, and but it's gone by so fast. Like I, yeah. I, I still can't believe uh, how fast it's gone by, and uh, makes you stop by and then and, and just think sometimes you gotta maybe slow down here and there once in a while. But oh, yeah, it's enjoy hard. it, enjoy the madness, right? Yeah, it's yeah. hard to slow down when you're in the garden center business. <laughs> it's of, it's what we do. We we go hard. So, anyways, hopefully. Um, we got a bunch of people down next weekend to come by and say hi. Check out Spruce It Up if you haven't been there before. And we're going to have some gifts and some snacks and, like I said, food trucks and and some, maybe some local celebrities will pop by and say hi. And oh, a couple other I things. I can't wait. This is going to be fun. Jen. Yeah. Oh, All awesome. right. Thanks, Marl. All right. Well, thanks. And uh, get the carts ready for the customers today. They can you load them bet. up. You bet. We'll get do. them, get them lubed up, grease the wheels, <laughs> so they're ready to roll. Get their racing stripes on. Yeah, I'm on it. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks, cool. Jen. Okay. Thanks, Mark. Take, Take care. care. Bye. Bye. All right. Yeah. So don't forget, to come on down, and uh, we're having a cartload sale the next couple till basically till the annuals and perennials are gone, and uh, so hopefully not annuals and perennials, annuals and vegetables. 
in the anything in the smaller pots up to I think a one or two gallon, and uh, hanging baskets are on sale as well and stuff like that. So, anyways, and that's enough about that event. And I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, you can join me on the phone lines, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's mainly cloudy and 16 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 930. I'm Russell Skeet. Two people have been taken to hospital after a shooting in the southeast. Calgary police say it happened around 5 this morning in the 2100 block of 50th Street Southeast. One person was taken to Foothills Hospital in critical condition. Another also suffered injuries and was taken to hospital. Police say that person is in custody. No other details have been released. Mourners continue to gather at the site of a fire in Chestermere that claimed the lives of seven people, including four children, Friday. The fire started early in the morning while two families slept in the home. There are now two fundraisers set up for the surviving family members and a candlelight vigil set for 8 o'clock tomorrow night in Chestermere. That little girl that was pulled from Lake Mahogany earlier this week has died. Calgary police confirmed the grim news yesterday. She'd gone into the water with a group of other kids but didn't resurface. In the cloudy with a good chance of showers or thunder showers and a high of 20 today. Showers ending late this evening. Otherwise staying cloudy with a chance of more showers or thunder showers a low of 12. It's 16 degrees. Breaking news when it happens our next scheduled news at 10 o'clock. I'm Russell Skeet. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And got a great text here. I like it. Uh, First-time texter, long-time listener, great show. My potatoes are, potato plants are in two feet by two feet by four raised boxes. They're doing great. Should I cut the plants back once they flower? I've heard it promotes better growth to the tubers. I've also heard the opposite. Um, I, I definitely wouldn't cut them back. I've never have, and my mom and that never has. Your potatoes look phenomenal. Like, they're huge. I would just keep doing what you got going on in there, and it looks like you're going to have an abundance of uh, of potatoes. Love your design of your U-shaped garden in the back there as well. Um, I think those are tomato plants in those pots in the front. You might want to get those into a bit bigger pots. You could do that for the rest of the summer, transplant those into maybe a little bit bigger pots, or just make sure you, you do a steady fertilizer because they're starting to go a little bit light yellow, but everything else looks phenomenal. So I wouldn't I wouldn't cut them back. I would just ensure that they're getting that good uh, good watering, good drainage like you got going. I, I would just say keep doing what you're doing. I think it looks great, and uh, you should uh, have no issues with that at all. All right. Again, one more text here. One, hi, Merle. Wondering if you could shed some light on what's happening to my lawn. Bulls, grubs, we don't have dogs. I've been watering like crazy. Applied your fertilizer back in early June. It started at the end of last summer, but it's happening sooner and more widespread. It's getting worse. Ooh, let me see. She's just getting dry spots in certain area. The only thing I would think, it's cinch bug. And this one area you got is really bad. Or depending on how much light, but that is definitely bad along your fence way. It looks like a little walkway. I would rake it out. I would, 
I would give it a really good raking. I would get a product called even pure spray green, give it a good shot of that. If you could dig out a little clump and even bring it into the garden center, Jess, that would be great. We'd have a look at it, just see if there's any beetles or anything in the in your grass because it looks like something's definitely eating it, especially if you don't have dogs and 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 whatnot. So I, I would definitely say um, there's something going on in there that's eating your grass. So um, give that a, give that a try if you could bring a little sample um, with this good rain. Maybe another shot of the fertilizer, but I think you have some cinch bug or something in there. It's definitely not voles. Could be grubs. That's you know, so I'd like to see if there's like little maggots or anything in there. We'd like to have a look if we could for you. Um, Brad's in there now. Oh, and if if not, you can leave it for me. I can I can have a look at it as well. Just leave a contact if I'm not around. And I'll go to the phone line. And we got Renee. Good morning, Renee. Hi. I have a dogwood bush that's not doing very well. Half of it is growing really nicely, and the other half of it looks like it's dead wood. So I'm just wondering if I should be pruning that right down. Um, it looks like. I don't know. Some of it has growth that looks like it's trying to come, but I'm really not sure. I've removed all the leaves yeah. from the bottom. Are you, do you have I, it in full sun or is it in shade? or? No, it's in full sun. Okay, which is good because uh, a lot of people think dogwoods can will grow great in the shade, and they just they say shade on the on their tags a lot of times, and I, I, I I've never really seen them do well in the shade. So yeah. I, that's why I just wanted to ask that first. But if you're in full sun – they probably just got some winter kill. I would just take it right down to the ground and just let rejuvenate it. And it'll just push from the bottom and you'll get okay. all new growth and it should be okay. totally fine. And the same with the and potent killer. Like the potent killer yeah. right next to it is the same. And I've got a lot of dead growth on there. There's some greenery. Should I also take that right down? Same thing. Absolutely. Right okay. down to the ground. Make sure you water them really good. Give them a good shot of fertilizer. Like 20-20-20 for both would be great. Um, okay. Give it to them every for this week and again next week and then maybe three times for three weeks in a row. Give them a little shot of fertilizer, and then you okay. can stop. Great. Um, but both those should. It's but it sounds like if your potent till is dying off. Like how old are these shrubs? Um, they probably are about twelve years old now. Okay, yeah. So some, that's about right. Then so a lot of times potent tills they get to a certain age and they just need to get chopped back and rejuvenated but it also sounds like you might have a bit of a dry spot going into the winter time so just ensure okay. that you're watering a little bit better in the fall okay great thanks for your help really appreciate it all right you're very welcome thanks renee bye -bye. take care bye-bye all right and and ooh, i'm just uh looking at some texts and I'm just getting lots, again, lots with some hail damage and people asking what to do. Again, what I would do, remove all the dead damage, any of the damaged leaves that you, if you did get hail, um, pull them all off, just cut them off, cut them back a bit if you need to even them up, if there's any broken branches. Give them a good shot of fertilizer. 2020 is probably one of the best ones for that, um, just to revitalize them, get them going again, and you'll be amazed at how how fast they will recoup from there. But again, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. I'm going to take a quick break, and when I get back, we will... 
take some calls, read some texts, and uh, talk some gardening. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. Got a couple of texts I'm going to read. <clears throat> we have probably powdery mildew on our lilac tree, and it's spreading there, is there a product we can use in a container that attaches to the garden hose? So we reach to the top. Um, typically, lilac trees don't get powdery mildew, so I'm going to suggest it's probably aphids at this time of year, and they kind of look fuzzy because they get clumps of them. You'll see them on elm trees, um, lilacs, um, some dogwoods, things like that. This time of year. Could be powdery mildew, but typically the trees never get it. Because it's usually powdery mildew happens on lower line shrubs, a little bit shadier areas um, when the sprinklers are hitting them, getting water on the leaves all the time. So I'm going to think it's aphid. So um, what I would recommend is you can get hose it off with your garden hose the best you can, and then use pure spray green. And if it does happen to be powdery mildew, pure spray green will look after that as well, or aphid. So I just replied to your text on that. And you can put that into a hose end sprayer, and hopefully that helps out um, with what you're doing there. And I'm going to go to the phone lines. And again, if you'd like to uh, join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. Everybody has a little bit of July 4th hangover today. It's a little slower on the calls. We're going to go to Myrna. Good morning, Myrna. Good morning, Merle. How are you today? Good, thank you. Just enjoying the finally cooler weather. Yeah, it's sure nice having the heat, but it is nice to, and to when it does cool off a little bit. But I, I do love the summer heat because I just, it's, it's, we get those long winters and it's nice. To... Yes. So anyway, before I am going to ask you about my issue, I just want to thank you about your product, the the lawn fertilizer yes um a friend of mine uh bought like because he, i don't know if you guys have any carrier that sells them in saskatchewan she bought no. some and, and brought it to her sister in saskatchewan from here she bought oh, nice. eggs. yes <laughs> and because she has proven that that um um it is really a good product I'm not selling your product, Merle. You're not paying me to say this. I better no. say. <laughs> no. Thank you, Merle. I appreciate it. And I actually, yes. there is one garden center. I'm trying to, um, the Dutch growers in Regina, we're trying to work out a, a, a way if I could get her out a couple pallets because we do have quite a few listeners that listen in from Saskatchewan as well that have yeah. asked about it. So we're seeing if uh, if I can get some out to to Saskatchewan, to Regina, I'm going to try and get some to the Dutch growers out there and yeah. uh, okay, that's Karen. Good. But, well, thank you, Myrna. I appreciate it. It is good, and it's 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 a great fertilizer for the prairie-type areas like Alberta and Saskatchewan, so where we need that extra phosphate in the soil. I got my neighbors, I got my neighbors coming to get it, too. Nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> they saw my lawn, and, 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 and you know, it is really a magic. To, to product, so that's like I'm selling it in my yard, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Myrna. No, and it does, I, and I get that a lot. Like I'll, I'll see some guy coming in with buying four bags. I go, "Oh, you must have a big lawn." He goes, "No, I got 
two bags for me and two yes. for my neighbor. I have to get I, him the I good stuff. Too. I do that too. I'm a gopher. <laughs> yeah, and they're and they're so proud to be able to share it. Like they go, oh, I'm gonna get yeah. my buddy the good stuff, right? Like it, it it's kind of it's kind of neat. So I'm I'm very happy and proud that we can uh, we've developed yes. that and uh, it's working out well in the Calgary area. So keep keep the way it is. Like absolutely, absolutely. Anyways, what I'm phoning for Merrill is, you know, when you say a little too much is probably not too good. I probably yeah. did that with my soil to plant my begonias and my dahlias. You know what I did okay. is I probably put too much of adding here and there. I put because you talk about cocoa, cocoa, whatever, ma, the cocoa, cocoa, yeah, yeah, and sea soil, and I added that for more stuff in the soil and that's where I planted my my dahlias and my begonias. Now some of them they are they are so huge and so big. And after that I also put bone meal and 105210 after I planted them. So okay. now they are like so big and so tall with big leaves but no bloom. How am I going to fix it? Well I would, I, again, this I would probably just add more of the ten fifty two ten. Yeah, because sometimes when you have um, all those compost type products, there's they're heavier on the nitrogen, so you're getting lots of growth on that part. Yeah. And so I would just add more like the ten fifty two ten. So if you water them every three or four days with the ten fifty two ten, that will push some blooms. You just got to get the phosphate into those bulbs because they're loaded with the nitrogen from all the good stuff you put in the soil. Okay. Jeez. They're like yeah. so cold. <laughs> no blooms. And anyway, they're, I, the, I they're probably nice and green, though, I would imagine. Yes, they are nice and green. Like you could, yeah. you, you could basically just leave it the way it is, and it's still looking nice. But I want blue. Yeah, it's just, it's just. There's just too much nitrogen, which is, which is fine. But you just got to supplement that up with, uh, with uh, some phosphate. With the, and the ten fifty two ten is great. Like okay. if you really want to give it a good blast of that, that'll be perfect. I will do that. I thought, but, but I already did that when I planted it. Yeah, so just giving them a couple more shots because it has the high middle number, yes. um, which is great. Or you can get just straight phosphate. We we sell that as well. It's just 060. 060, okay. Straight phosphate. I planted this they, one. Yeah, you can load up a cart of more flowers for 20 bucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that's just we're having that sale today, right? Yeah, for the till for the next week or so. Yeah, we're having that. So you grab one of our green shopping carts, and you can load it up with as many annuals and veggies and whatever, and uh, for twenty dollars, you get a whole cartload. No way, I'm coming. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Merle. Thank you so much. I will do that. All right. Hopefully, my my dahlias and some of my begonias will bloom. Absolutely, that that will definitely help. And with this, with the good rain and then the heat, we're going to get. Um, hopefully, that will help out. Thanks, oh, Myrna. Great okay, to hear from you. you. Thank you. All right, Bye-bye. take care. Bye bye. All right, and I probably got one more text here. It says hi, Merle. When oh, daily. When I was a child on my farm, my dad was concerned about sawfly. Okay, when we were talking about them getting chopped off at the thing from Marguerite. Um, that very well could be, I'll look into that. So thank you so much. And that's one thing I love about gardening too, is 
<clears throat> sometimes when I throw some of these problems out there that we haven't heard about, it's very nice when a lot of people can jump in and, and help us out. So thank you, Marguerite. And she says it could be the soft lie. So I will take a look at that and see if that is it. And uh, we'll go from there. But right now I'm going to take a break. And if you'd like to join me on the phone lines, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Just having a, a coconut antioxidant drink. Almost tastes like a pina colada in the wintertime in Mexico, but... It's not, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, should be, though. All right. I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to chat with Christine. Good morning, Christine. Good morning. Um, I've got two quick questions for you. I have a okay. wave, wave petunia that, with the heat, has now is starting to go very spindly. The leaves are small, and they're drying or turning yellow and brown. Uh, what can I do to thicken that up? Can I cut it back? <coughs> and how is it? Yeah. And how big of a, is it in a good size pot? It is a very good size pot. Yep. Okay, if it is, yeah, I would just ensure that you make sure you're getting a good watering as well. Sometimes when the leaves and that tend to shrink down, they're not getting quite enough water. And okay. But if it is getting spindly, just cut it back, take about a third off, okay, and it'll fill right back out really quickly. And then just fertilize like with a 20-20-20 or 15-30-15 okay. um, should be great. Okay, and then the next question, I heard you tell an earlier caller to transplant a tomato plant because his leaves were turning a bit yellow. Um, yeah. I have a, a tomato plant that's doing that, and I'm wondering if I can transplant it even though it's already got tomatoes on it. Absolutely, yep. And okay. uh, it just when I was looking in his picture, I could just see it was looking the leaves, everything, all his other plants were in bigger pots, and they're still nice and green. Okay. And the tomatoes are very heavy feeders. Oh, okay. And... So once, because once they start producing, they produce lots of foliage, right? And then also when they get the fruit going, they they take a lot of nutrients. And if the pot's too small, they suck the nutrients out of the soil really quite quickly. Okay. And and so then they start shutting down their leaves because they don't have enough food because they're trying to produce the fruit. Right. So then, so you just need to do that. So what I would what I would recommend is a larger pot. And you can even plant it a little deeper than it is now, okay. and then just get some good soil and, can and I fertilize put it right in the garden. Absolutely, yeah. Just dig a little deeper hole, like bury sort of the, where the root or where the soil is now, yeah. bury it about six, eight inches deeper, and that will help thicken it up as well. Okay, well, it's quite thick; like it's very dense. Yeah. Um, okay. Perfect. And how often should I be feeding it? I I'd almost feed it sort of every second or third watering. Like at least once a week. Oh, okay. Because with the heat, yeah. it's been every day. So, yeah. So if you're if you're watering, especially if it's in a small pot or or in a pot, I I, I fertilize almost every time. Okay. And uh, I, but I water first and then fertilize. Never never fertilize when it's dry. So just always water first, then fertilize. Okay, I will do that. That we Thanks. won't burn the roots. Right, and same with the um, the petunias. Then what fertilize them every Absolutely. Week? Yeah, okay. absolutely, because they're wonderful. same thing. The way petunias, once they get going, there's so much foliage and blooms and stuff that they need lots of nourishment. Okay. And and they take a lot, and they can take a fair bit of water when they get going. So, yeah, kind of back, and then that's what I was saying earlier. A lot of times these hailstorms are sometimes good 
long as it doesn't beat them up too badly. Right. It cuts them back for you almost. And right. or same with a, if a deer comes in and chews them down early in the season. Right. Um, it's actually sometimes better because then when they come up the second time, they're going to be two or three times as thick and they just look awesome. So. All right. I will do that. Thank you very Alrighty. much for your advice. All right. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, Christine. Thanks. Have a Bye-bye. great one. You as well. Bye-bye. All right. And a couple more. Why don't my day lilies bloom? Um, typically, for most reason, is if they don't have enough sun or if they don't have any phosphate in the soil. So, again, fertilize them with a 15-30-15, and hopefully that will help out. And... I'm going to go to I get quite a few texts I'm trying to get through, which is great. Good morning, Merle. Can I use Roundup on Schubert suckers? I would recommend not, if especially if they're right up against the trunk, and that's where mine is. I just get down and, and cut them back. But this year, actually, Carolyn did that for me. I haven't got out there yet this year. She, she did it the first time, and I'm just looking out the window, and they're just starting to come up again a little bit. We just try to dig down as deep as we can, cut them off at the root. If they're out in the middle of the lawn, um, you could probably paint on a little bit of Roundup on those and uh, and get rid of them that way. But I just if there's like two or 300 of them, I wouldn't because the chance of it getting back into the bloodstream of your of your tree would be a lot greater at that point. And just paint, the, paint it on the leaves and uh, it'll just die back to that point. You could also do some root pruning. You could dig down and just cut out the root from the tree and pull it up to the lawn. But depending on how much there is, that can make a bit of a mess. But if you're getting it while it's young and if they're fairly shallow, it's fairly easy to do. And I'm just going to go. Oh, it says, hello, just turned on the radio and caught the end of your thing about the carts. Where is this at? This is how that spruce it up. So $20 for a cart of flowers or veggies. So you can head down and, and load up on that. It's uh, our way of saying thank you to everybody for this year and the last couple of years. And it's our 15th year anniversary. So we're starting our celebrations this week. Okay. Good morning. What seems to be happening to my fuchsias in Calgary? We bought a beautiful new one from Spruce It Up. It's doing good. It now looks like it's drying up and dying. And we have them every year and never had this problem. The only thing I can say when they're drying up, it could be this the heat we had. If it was right out in the full sun, I would say it probably got dried out maybe once or twice. And it, did, it didn't take much, and I've seen it, especially in hanging baskets. It's When we had that heat and the sun, it was intense. And fuchsias can take a fair bit of sun. So what I would typically have done is maybe move it out of the sun or just ensure that you're watering it. So just cut it back. Cut off any of the dried leaves. Cut back a bit if it's right on the end maybe even transplant it into a little bit of a bigger basket and and fertilize it with 15, 30, 15, and that fuchsia will be looking great in a week or two. It won't take long to really bounce back. And speaking of bouncing back, I got to get out of here for a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. 
It's mainly cloudy and 16 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Russell Skeet. Two people are in hospital following an early morning shooting in southeast Calgary. Police say it happened around 5 this morning in the 2100 block of 50th Street Southeast. One person is in Foothills Hospital in critical condition with gunshot wounds, while another who also suffered injuries is in hospital as well. However, that person... Also in custody, according to police. Police say the shots were fired at a mobile home park and don't believe either person is known to each other. A white vehicle can be seen on its side at the scene, and police say it's related to the shooting. Calgary police have confirmed the death of an 11-year-old girl after she was pulled out of a city lake earlier this week. The Calgary Fire Department's aquatics team arrived to Mahogany Lake around 2 o'clock on Monday after reports of a young swimmer jumping into the water and then not resurfacing. The girl had entered the water with a number of other kids. EMS says the girl was found by rescuers an hour after she went missing. She was found in 15 to 18 feet of water before being brought back to shore. She was airlifted by Stars Air Ambulance to hospital in critical life-threatening condition. The mayor of an Alberta city where seven people died in a house fire says words cannot effectively express the devastation of the community. In a statement, Marshal Chalmers thanked emergency responders for their efforts and also thanked people across Alberta for their thoughts and prayers. IMM Sid Soharwathi with the Islamic Supreme Council of Canada says special prayers were held for the family Friday at Calgary's Green Dome Mosque and at Chestermere's Islamic Center. RCMP have said the cause of the fire is still under investigation, but initial findings don't suggest it was deliberately set. People who were evacuated after a train derailed in central Alberta are now back home, and Canadian Pacific Railway says it's investigating what caused the wreck. Lacombe city officials say 22 rail cars were derailed along Highway 2A on Friday night. They were mainly carrying asphalt oil, and one rail car released 32,000 liters of tar oil. The city says no nearby residents or CP Rail employees on the train were injured. Calgary City Council will again debate whether or not to follow the province in easing COVID restrictions at tomorrow's council meeting. The province eased their restrictions Thursday, but Calgary hung on to theirs for a few more days. It's not an unwise precaution, says Calgary doctor, or Toronto doctor Iris Gorfinkel, who says variants could cause problems and is urging caution. So now that we're getting into more Delta, we can't let down the guard too quickly. That's the problem. If we're going to let it down, we should do so gradually so that we could see the effects of what has happened as a result. She says one issue is with kids under 12 not being vaccinated, which she says has led to a resurgence of the spread in the UK. Taking a look at sports, it'll be the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals this year. Bucks took out Atlanta in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals with a 118-107 win last night. It's Milwaukee's first trip to the Finals since 1974. And Chris Molly, Lane McGilvery, Aubrey Motowillow, and Cody Risdale are the Final Four heading into the final day of racing at the Dewberry Chuck Wagon Championships. They'll square off in this afternoon's $25,000 Dash for Cash final. Global News Sky Tracker weather, mainly cloudy, good chance of showers or thunder showers today with a high of 20. Showers ending late this evening, but it'll stay cloudy with a chance of more showers or thunder showers, a low of 12, cloudy and 19 tomorrow. It's 16 degrees at 10.04, breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 10.30. I'm Russell Skeet. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 
1-800-242-8255. And I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to chat with Patty. Good morning, Patty. Sorry, I was on speaker while I was waiting. Um, That's okay. Hi, Patty. I hope you're doing well. Three quick questions. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, A weed killer for the cracks in my uh, uh, cobblestones. Um, Roundup is the best one. Yeah, Roundup. It's a non-selective herbicide, and uh, just spot spray those, and you should be fine. Okay, second quick question. Um, The neutralizer that you have for dog pee at your store, I got some last year, and I can't remember the name. It's Dog Spot Prevent. Okay. It's a it's a product you apply three times a year, yeah. And uh, it covers I think two hundred square feet or something like that the bag that you get, and it works awesome when you combine it with our lawn fertilizer. So if I'm going to try to fix up my lawn, um, yeah. Do I, I just I know rake, I rake those it, areas? Da, da, da. Do I do it before or after? After, so rake it all really good. Um, yeah. Remove any of the thatch and stuff. Put a little bit of uh, soil. Um, a little bit of grass seed, and uh, and then you can put the actually before you put the soil. Sorry, before you put the soil after you've raked it, put the dog spot prevent in those affected areas, okay. and then put your soil over top, and then a little bit of grass seed, and then you can just fertilize the whole thing with our lawn fertilizer, and uh, it should just take off like crazy at that point. Oh, good. Yeah, and thank you. Yeah, next I only bought one bag in the fall, and now I'm going. I need more. <laughs> yeah, and, and especially if your dog goes and, and and a lot of dogs tend to go kind of in one area. It, hopefully, it makes it a little bit easier. Oh, I wish. And yeah, we have two, and they weren't trained properly, so. Yeah, they go all over. Yeah, and our last yeah. dog, she had we had a run for with rock, right? But, oh, okay. Uh, and my beautiful lawn is now not so nice. Yeah, no, and that's one thing the dog, but it will work, it, and it does work really well because it actually neutralizes the urine, and yeah. uh, and it works really well. So give that a try with our with our lawn fertilizer, and you should be totally fine. So, dog spot prevent. Okay, great. Yep. And then the third quick question again, um, I'm, because of my health, I, I don't have time to muck with a whole bunch of different fertilizers. Do you have one that's yep. really just kind of overall well, oh, good for twenty twenty twenty? That's okay, good. It's a it, we we call it our our purpose, yeah, and it's sort of it's great for house plants. It's great for flowering plants. It's kind of if you just want to have one. And like you said, if you don't want to muck around a whole bunch with a bunch of different stuff, yeah. if you just want one fertilizer, twenty 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 um works great because it has it enough succulents? phosphate. Perfect. Yeah, it works okay. great. It's because it's a great well balance. There's enough nitrogen for the growth, has a middle number for the roots and the flowers, and then the end number is sort of that all purpose. So it it's a it's a great blend for that, just that all purpose fertilizer. Okay, well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Yeah, and uh, hopefully those, yeah, hopefully that all helps you out. Oh, Thanks, Patty. Does, yeah. All right, thank we'll you. take care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And starting to see with this rain, you're probably going to see some uh, slugs coming out. Um, so we do have a product with slug bait. Um, a lot of times you'll see it in your shade gardens, and you'll see it uh, 
affecting like ferns and hostas and and things like that and and uh hopefully you can get rid of that try not to water um overnight try watering early in the morning that way it's not sitting on there when it's really wet and that'll help um help keep them away and I'm, this is about the third text i've had with columnar aspen and they're getting those little they look like little leaf miners they look like little worms crawling through your leaves yeah, and unfortunately um we can do injection but most of the damage is going to be already done so that they'll go through an early patch and then they'll kind of grow out of it just ensure that you're feeding and watering your trees well um typically the leaf miner won't kill the tree it's more aesthetically harming than anything it looks like uh like these little lines growing through your leaves. So I've already had three texts with it, and we're starting to see it. This is when they come out at this time of year. So like I said, if you get really, really bad, we can look at uh, earlier in the season, we can do an injection on them through our printed-up division. But for the most part, just keep them healthy, fertilize them, water your trees, and they should be able to go through that no problem. And uh, hopefully that helps out with that. <coughs> oh. Okay, and I got uh, one quick text here too. Hey, Merle, a contractor doing some work at our sundry property knocked off some bark on a large tree. Ooh, do I need something to put? That's a pretty big gouge, and it's right to the cambium layer. So what I would do is, yeah, there's a product called Lac Balsam is what I'd put on that uh, wound on your tree there, and hopefully that helps. Um, but I'd get it on there sooner rather than later. And it looks like a spruce tree, so they're pretty durable, and typically they can handle a bit of that because they'll ooze their sap and, and heal themselves. But just put a bit of that lac balsam on there, do a good thick layer, and uh, hopefully that will help. And so important, if you are doing work and you have a tree that you want to save, always try to flag them off or put posts around them because um, contractors were they're notorious. They try to get close as they can without getting off the machine to rake or do something. And they always end up whacking the side of your trees, which isn't great. So so please uh, please be careful. And when you're starting a project um, with a contractor, um, you want to do that. Okay. And I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to go to Charlotte. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning. Hi. Um, Hi, I have a quick question about uh, yuccas. I received uh, three yucca plants from a neighbor about 15 years ago. Didn't know what they were. Planted them south-facing in front of my house, and about five years, one of them bloomed, which was oh nice a shock to me. This and they haven't bloomed since, but this year, all of them. I have ten blooms on on these plants and the the blooms are about oh five feet tall what do i aren't do? they awesome they're the most amazing thing i've ever seen what do i, <laughs> I can do? tell by your voice it's awesome what do i do to keep these beautiful things happy and blooming i have never fertilized nothing they're just in the dark. And that's one thing. Yuccas are almost like that because that's because they're more of a, a, a sort of a deserty plant, a dry area plant. So sometimes okay. the, you don't want to get in there and water them too much. You don't want to do too much to them because okay. they'll bloom. 
a bit more when they're suffering, I guess, a bit in this hot heat. They love it. Oh, it, and I can hardly wait until they open. <laughs> yeah. So just keep doing what you're doing, which is not much, which is great. So, now, do I cut <laughs> off those? Do I cut off the blooms when they're when, when they're, they're done? totally done? Yeah, when they're done, you can for sure. Okay, so yes. no fertilizer, no nothing. Just leave them and yeah, really with those. Like thing. you said, when they're totally done blooming, you could give them a like a small shot of fifteen thirty fifteen if you wanted to. Um, but some of those plants, like um, they just they don't need a lot, and sometimes they'll bloom a bit more when they're stressed out. Or in the heat like this, they love it, and then that's just a trigger for them to reproduce. And when they're that big, so you're you're doing everything right. You got them in a nice hot spot, kind of and, abusing them a bit. And yeah, then and during uh, the winter, I because I snow farm, so I just throw the snow up against like right on top. Of perfect. It. Yeah. Perfect. No, Wonderful. that's perfect. Keeps them I'm frozen. Sure. I'll send you a picture when they bloom. <laughs> okay, please do. I can text it in here or or send it to the store. I'd love to see it. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you, Charlotte. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. That's awesome. And uh, it, it's kind of weird how some plants, you have to nurture them and do more. And sometimes some plants will give you more the less you do to them because they got to reproduce and they kind of get stressed out a bit. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. Getting a few calls regarding powdery mildew. And uh, pure spray green is actually one of the best treatments for that. It also will look after the aphids at this time. In Canada, it's only registered for... Uh, as an insecticide, it says on the label, but the same product in the United States is registered for both a fungicide and an insecticide. So it says it on the label. It's the exact same product. Just that our government wants a, another million dollars to the manufacturer to put the word fungicide on it, even though it's been tested all over the world, been used all over as a fungicide and an insecticide so but they need their um pound of flesh as they say and it just sometimes there's just not enough roi in it um for these companies to to get some of the stuff certified in canada we just don't have the population um to recoup the money that it takes so i wish the government in all their wisdom would uh look through some of their processes and maybe uh adjust and uh, well, we'll see from there. But right now, I'm going to go to the phone line and uh, and uh, talk with Dave. Good morning, Dave. Hello. Hi, Dave. Yes, I'm here. How can I help you? I have a question about grass seed. I have some grass seed which I've kept for a couple of years, but lately I don't seem to be getting any grass growing out of it. Does uh, grass seed have a shelf life? I guess is what I'm asking. Yeah, it, it can get dry um, if it if it just if it's uh, if you store it in a, like a dry, cool place, it, it has a good shelf life for quite a while. Um, but if it's like sort of gets to that five to ten years old, the the seed quality and germination rate can uh, you can definitely lose on it for sure. So the moral of the story is: don't buy too big of a quantity at a time. 
Yeah, unless you're using lots. So what? You, but I would I wouldn't throw it away. I would just put it on a little thicker than you would normally. Try to use it as overseed or something, and uh, and try just maybe give it a little extra water and maybe get what you can out of it. See if it'll germinate. Just go on a little thicker than what you would normally do. Sure. Okay. Oh, there's I've no sense throwing it out if 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 anything it turns into bird seed, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, because I got a couple spots on my front grass that are dead, and I can't seem to get anything grow in there. And that's the only conclusion that I've come to is that the grass seed just isn't germinating properly. Yeah. So just give that a try and see what happens. I will do. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. All right. And I'm just going to read some texts. And again, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open 403. 403- Nine seven four, eight two five five, and uh-oh. see, I'm seeing so much of this um, cinch bug and and lots of bug and and grass getting eaten up um, um, by by something going on in our soil and in a lot of these lawns, and uh, so what I'm gonna just got another couple of texts on just fertilize with green up, but seems spot is done. Do I need to change the soil? I, I would just really give that a really good rake. And, and it's, it also says you typically pile the snow up and that's probably more of the problem. If that's where you're piling in your snow, that's just a big patch of winter kill. Actually. I, I missed that part. Sorry. It just seems that's where snow is piled up. Because I get that on the side of my driveway as well in one patch where I pile the snow up. If you if you typically pile your snow there, um, that will definitely do that. And unfortunately, um, just try to maybe pile it somewhere else. But just give that a really good rake. Give it a top dressing. You've already used our fertilizer. And uh, just give it a, a good watering, trying to get that through. But uh, just get in there with a really good thatch rake and remove a bunch of that. Give it a little top dress. You might have to throw some seed on there and to get it going again because, yeah, you're getting you get a lot of winter kill on that. And that's just from the snow being piled up on it for the most part. So I'm glad I read that last little bit. And uh, you shouldn't have to change the soil or anything like that. And again. All right, and I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to chat with Brenda. Good morning, Brenda. Hi. Uh, I Hi there. Dog- Good morning. Two dogwoods, uh, one in the north-facing, one in the south-facing, so quite different locations, and they're both suffering. They're older, older than 10 years, and uh, one branch, the top, the leaves start turning brown. They die. It progresses down the, leaf, uh, down the branch. Then the whole branch goes. Yeah. And then it goes to another branch. So I'm losing. And these are dogwoods, you said? Correct. Variegated. Yeah. Okay. In the variegated, um, sometimes you will get that. So what I would do is just cut them right down to the ground. And uh, yeah, take them down to about six inches. And then they'll just, it's called rejuvenation. And then I'd give them a good shot of water and fertilize them like with a 15-30-15 or a 20-20-20 and uh, give them a couple of shots of that sort of every five days for three times in a row. And uh, and you should be good to go. And it should hopefully come back and rejuvenate for you. Okay. And can I wait and do it in the spring then? Or do like do my early spring um, pruning? 
Yeah, or and you could cut it back just a bit now. Um, it just if if you're okay with waiting, it just sometimes it's better just to remove it though if it's because it's using all its energy trying to keep that old stuff alive anyways. Yeah. So yeah. if you did yeah, it now, you'll still get you'll still get new growth this year. So. Okay. Okay. So. So it, I I myself would, I would do it right now. I'd cut it right back and then let it come up again. And it's not a bug. No, no. I would say not. Um, possibly, like if you look on the end of the new growth, if you see little tiny bugs, it could be an aphid, but that would be about it. Okay. 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 Thanks so much. All right. Okay. Hopefully Bye-bye. that helps. Sorry about that. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> I like this. I solved the problem of my Schubert choke cherry saccharine. I cut the tree down. Been fighting it for years. Absolutely, that's uh, that is uh, one way of dealing with it. Because if they're not planted just perfect, like my, I have two Schubert, Schuberts on my front yard, and they're the old variety. They kind of they kind of weep over a bit, and they don't get um, very little black knot, which is nice. And I wish the city and again try and find this variety. Um, they work really, really well. If we could use it a bit more in the city, um, we get very little black knot. There's, I know they planted a whole row of them here. One neighbor has one little patch, but it, it's definitely not as bad as what it gets on the, like on the Bailey Slacked or some of these other varieties that get it, um, really badly. Um, I feel my orchid is blooming. Yay. I feed with rage plus. And man, they're blooming like crazy. So, and you got blooms coming up on all of them. She or she has one, two, three, four of them. And uh, just, they look super healthy. The Rage Plus is a great one. It really gets the tissue. It works on the root system. And uh, and I love Sheldon. Actually, I should get him on the show again. He's uh, He lives in Manitoba. He's the guy who created it with all his natural bat guano and uh it's a fancy name for bat poop and seaweed <laughs> compost and all the different fun stuff he has in his uh, rage plus but man it works good so and here's another one good morning why do my white peony blooms turn brown and not open and the red ones are lovely darling huh, the only the only one i could think is it's in a different location and and just not as much sun as the as the red one um because they do need that warm sun to get in there and help them push open um because i've seen them when they sit in the shade they just almost go blind they call it is when they never open up so that would be my one thought again if you'd like to join me after the break um you can give me a call at 403 974-8255 phone lines are wide open you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It's me in the cloudy and 16 degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 1030. I'm Russell Skeet. A shooting early this morning in Calgary has sent two people to hospital. Police said it happened around 5 this morning in the 2100 block of 50th Street Southeast at a mobile home park. One person was rushed to Foothills Hospital in critical condition with gunshot wounds. A second person was also taken to hospital suffering injuries. Police say that person is in custody. 
Calgary police have confirmed the death of an 11-year-old girl after she was pulled out of a city lake earlier this week. The Calgary Fire Department's aquatics team arrived to Mahogany Lake at around 2 p.m. Monday after reports of a young swimmer jumping into the water and not resurfacing. Well, two days after it happened, the Islamic community in both Calgary and Chestermere are still in shock over the deaths of seven people in a house fire in that town. Four of the dead are children, which has hit the local Pakistani community hard. A pair of fundraisers for the surviving family members are up and running a candlelight vigil, all set for tomorrow night at 8 o'clock in Chestermere. Mainly cloudy with a good chance of showers or thunder showers. A high of 20 today. Showers ending late this evening, but it'll stay cloudy with a chance of more showers or thunder showers overnight. A low down to 12. Clouds in 19 tomorrow. It's 16 degrees. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news at 11 o'clock. I'm Russell Skeet. Lester Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's full-service year-round garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And don't forget, next weekend, we're celebrating our 15th year anniversary of uh, of working in Calgary, and we're, we're very proud of that. And just want to say thanks. We're going to have a few little events going on, some gifts, and we're going to broadcast the show from from the store next weekend. So come by and say hi. Check us out if you haven't already. Um, we'll have lots of fun stuff going on. And I'm going to go to the phone line right now. We're going to chat with Linda. Good morning, Linda. Hi, Linda. Linda? Good morning. Hi, Linda. Yeah, hello. Hi, Sam. Hi there. Hello, you hear me? Yeah, we're all good. 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 I have a great big pine tree that's uh, higher than the light poles. This year, it's dropping so many pine cones. I can't believe it. I've never seen them fall so many. And is there a reason for that this year? Or is it under stress or the heat? Yeah, it's a little bit of both in that. And and what it is, it's been the last two or three years when it's been quite dry um, for our falls. And like like from August till December have been really quite dry for the last two or three years in a row. Uh-huh. And, uh, and that definitely puts the big evergreens like that into a bit of a stress mode. So they need this. If you could supplement the water, if that's the one thing you could do is just add extra water, get one of those soaker hoses and put yeah. it around the drip line of the tree, which is right underneath the outer um, yes. uh, out, the outer branches. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And just soak them in really good there. Sort of if you can give them a good shot every couple of weeks at least, that would be, that'd make a world of difference and, okay. uh, and get, and give that a try. And, and evergreens, it always takes about six months before you sometimes you see the damage like on some of those big evergreens if they're running dry you don't see it immediately it takes a while before you see the damage really oh okay it's such a beautiful tree is uh, it just the just the pine cones but is it losing needles as well uh not as many needles no it's mostly pine cones Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's that's it's its way of reproducing, right? So when they yeah. drop the pine cones, it's hoping yeah. it's going to um, yeah. reproduce in the ground. So. Ah, uh, yeah. I try to 
blow the pine needles. I can't get them off, but all off. But yeah. I try to blow them off at least once or twice a year. Yeah. And I if you can do mulch underneath your underneath your um, pine tree as well, they really like that. Underneath the, you know, by the trunk. Yeah, uh, right underneath the whole drip line. Oh, geez. absolutely. Yeah, a lot of the branches are out on the street. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we can't go that far, but no. where where you can though, the mulch helps hold the moisture in. So, okay, that sounds good. Thank you, Merle. Thank you very much. You, you're welcome. Take care. You too. Thank you, bye. Linda. Bye bye. All right. And again, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. Got a few texts here. I'm going to read. Good morning, Merle. Just wondering if you give us some heads up on what's happening with our lilac. Lots of blooms this year, but they were small. Had an arborist come in last year to prune some branches, little twigs. Um, that's probably what it was. It depends if they were pruned after um, they bloomed. That will definitely um, delete some of the flowering and of your of your of your uh, lilac tree. But that's a huge lilac bush. Just saying, and uh, but yeah, so. They should be pruned sort of just when they when just when they're done blooming is the one of the best times. But sometimes it's hard to do, so you can look after it that way. And also, good morning. We had a lot of winter kill in our back lawn. I reseeded a strip of our lawn about six weeks ago and it really hasn't come up. Any ideas what I did wrong other than other sections I've got? Again, those are just areas. Just make sure you have lots of seed in there. And sometimes it just takes a bit to, and we've had a really dry summer so far, especially all of June was basically we had no moisture at all. So I would just put, just scale that up again, run the rake over those soil areas, maybe put a little bit of loose soil in there, reseed those areas. <clears throat> it's also a higher traffic area. I'm assuming you probably walk in front of the flower beds. So it, it, it's sometimes maybe a little tougher, Debbie, on that. So what I would do is, is even, you could you have a prime example of where sod, you could just cut two feet out and just lay a strip of sod in there to patch that really, really quite easily. And you'd probably need like one, two, three, four, four or five pieces of sod. And we have a sod sale that we're continuing on at 350 a roll, 35 cents a square feet. I don't think you're going to find it cheaper anywhere else right now. And uh, so sod... 35 cents a square foot, $3.50 a roll, and that's for 10 square feet. So we'll have that available all of July as well as part of our anniversary season, um, offering some good deals for, for our customers that have worked with us to get through these 15 years, which has been pretty awesome so far. And um, and that's it, it is hard when you're trying to get grass growing in some of those areas, and I think it's just a bit of that. Um, it's in a bit of a high traffic area. Okay, I got one more text here. Actually, about twenty more, but I'm just going to read one more. Hi, I brought three. I bought three dahlias from BC and planted in pots. They're growing tall with beautiful leaves, but no flowers. What am I doing wrong? It sounds similar to Myrna. Myrna was she has her her dahlias growing like crazy. Um, depends what you're fertilizing. You might be using a little bit too much nitrogen or the soil yet you're using has a higher nitrogen in it. 
And what you want to do is start fertilizing with something with a higher middle number, like a 15, 30, 15. And that should definitely help get them blooming. Make sure they're in the full sun, as the dahlias do love the sun. Make sure they're in a nice big pot as well, um, because as they grow, they use up a fair bit of water. So you want to ensure that they're they're getting the the proper nourishment and the and the and the water that they're going to need to bloom. Because when they bloom, they're going to use up a lot of energy. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. But if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to chat with Wayne. Good morning, Wayne. Oh, good morning, Merle. Uh, Merle, we have a a crab apple tree, and the fruit is about a little bit larger than a cranberry. So it's, would you call that okay. an ornamental crab? Absolutely, yes. Yes. Now, uh, it's about 20, well, 26 years old, and it's about maybe about 20 feet high and 20 feet in circumference. Okay. Now, and what colored leaves or what kind of flowers? Uh, a pink, like a real okay. nice dark pink. It's probably a royalty or a Strathmore crab, I would think. Right. Now, what's happening, Merle, is that the leaves are turning yellow and like uh, right throughout the whole tree and dropping. Okay. You might have fire blight. Fire blight. Did it just did this just happen after the rain just started? Oh no, it's it's uh happened it's been oh probably the last couple of weeks. Okay. Okay, then my maybe other thing I would think is maybe is it in a really dry spot? Uh where it is situated is in uh it only gets maybe afternoon sun. Uh there are two fir trees on either side of it. Okay. And, yeah, I would uh, think it's just, it's fighting for its life a bit. It's it's fighting for some nourishment Okay. and, and moisture, Cause especially yeah. going through, um, the reason at first I thought it was fire blight, because they start, they drop their leaves, and something that happens just after it rains, and okay. so sometimes I get that, and also the whole tree will just drop. But mm-hmm. after hearing what else you're saying, it, it's definitely just fighting for moisture. Um, the spruce trees are kind of the the pigs of the yard, right? They take right. everything. They just devour all the moisture, develop all the food. They devour everything. Okay. So um, I'd get a soaker hose around your um, your ornamental crab, mm-hmm. and and definitely I would give it some fertilizer. Um, well, it, I'd probably it, it, use Rage it, Plus or fifteen thirty fifteen. It's professionally fertilized in the spring and in the fall. Okay, perfect. Okay, that's so, good. But I should give it some more Rage Plus? Yeah, are they using the deep root injector? Yes. Okay, yeah, it's just it's probably just the, the moisture. Okay. Um, when you have two first, especially like June, um, they were, like they were saying, we barely had, like we had more rain yesterday than we did all of June, so... Okay, and of course the uh, hail the other night yeah. uh, shredded uh, quite a few of the other leaves off the trees. So, Yep, so you want to hit it with a higher middle number. 
and okay. and that will help with the root system and uh, and just it's a it's it's really good for the health of the tree. So I'd give it a little bit more of that. Just want me to give one more shot of that right now, and ensure you're giving it the good water. Okay, to, thank to you very get much, it through. Carl. All right, yeah, okay. it's tough when they start competing with those big spruce trees and yeah. that and the, the fir spruce, trees. They the spruce trees are about ten uh, ten feet. No. Uh, maybe 10 feet on either side of it. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely the problem right there. They're okay. just, they take everything up and uh, they'll squeeze that little guy out of the middle. <laughs> okay, we'll get the soaker hose out. Awesome. Okay, thank Thanks, you very Wayne. much, Merle. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye-bye. All right, and I got a few texts I'm going to read. <clears throat> Hi, I have a house palm. The leaves are turning brown. I have two leaves left, not open yet. Research says too much fur. Um, I I would probably say um, with the palm trees in in the city, and, and especially in Calgary, it, it's very dry. Um, I would say it's probably more of that is the problem, and uh, and just drying out the humidity. I would transplant into a bigger pot. Um, if it's already gone that bad, the palm trees are fairly inexpensive, depending which kind you got. I would probably, it sounds like it's almost gone. So if I was going to try and do palm trees again in my house, I'd definitely try to get the moisture up. Um, if you have the ability to get it working on your furnace, it makes a huge difference. If you're trying to grow those type of plants, um, or you could get a tray underneath it, fill it with rocks, and then you can keep adding water to that. That definitely helps. A larger pot when they're transplanted into soil <clears throat> makes a big difference as well. But palms are always a bit of a challenge, more so in Calgary, especially in our houses. It's really, really quite dry. So um, you can try that as well. And I got a, a couple more texts. Good morning. We have a Swedish aspen that hasn't made it. Planted last year. Had a canker, so wondering if it's too late in the year to replace it. No, absolutely. Right now is a great time to replace or plant trees. Um, most of the trees that you're getting at the at the garden center, like ours, um, they're grown in pots and they can be planted from thawing early spring right up until freeze up in the fall. Uh, they're grown in pots, and uh, we do have lots of the columnar aspens in stock. Um, you can start with a good ten or fifteen gallon. We also have them in the larger caliper. Um, but I was just actually looking. I planted some Swedish columnar aspens along the side of my house a couple of years ago. And man, they're getting like three feet of growth this year. So it's crazy. Um, it's good to see all the growth. Uh, let's talk gardening. Merle, do you stock 2020? And do the dogwood trees, which we had in Vancouver Island, grow in Calgary? No, they do not. I wish they did. I also seen them down in North Carolina. The dogwood trees don't. Um, don't survive here in Calgary. So unfortunately, so, but you can use, there's some that are similar, like some of the Hawthorns, uh, some of the ornamental crabs will give you a similar look to that. Ohio Buckeye is a nice looking tree. You could try and, uh, and see how that works for you. And going to take a quick break when we return and the phone lines are wide open. If you want to get in on the last little segment, 403 974 Five, five. Thank you so much.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. <laughs> and I apologize. We were saying the phone lines are wide open. We were only able to get calls through on one line for some reason. So we're looking into that for future shows. But unfortunately, maybe missed some of your calls today. But we did get lots of texts. And I'm going to go to the phone lines or phone line. <laughs> and we're going to talk with Albert. Good morning, Albert. Hello, Merle. This is Albert Rollins. I didn't throw shoe, but I planted the avocado. It was, it was real nice yeah. looking, and I put it outside. Now it's all kind of shredded and lost a lot of leaves. But I'm Did just you get hit by the hail or something? Or? Uh, just from the, basically from the uh, wind, I think, mainly. Oh, okay. But I was just wondering how long does it take them before you get avocados on them or what? Um, it can take up to a couple of years. Um, well, and, and then you can start seeing it. Pardon me? It's about three or four years old. Yeah. I, sorry. I guess when you get to a certain size, how tall is it again? Sorry. It's about uh, three and a half feet, roughly. Yeah. So typically they need to get... Um, so that's pretty good size, but when you're, you're getting real close, so you should hopefully see it in the next year or so. Um, but again, you got to fertilize with the 15, 30, 15, something with a higher middle number, and that no, that'll help get that. it to bloom. And then my orange. And then trees help produce fruit. And what about the orange trees? Or the mandarin and mandarin orange, and the other little small little Japanese orange, or whatever it is. Yeah, the Kalamandan or whatever. Yeah, those typically produce every year. And again, um, the citrus like to be fertilized with a different fertilizer. They like 30-10-10. Um, they like something that's a little bit more acidic. Yes. Yeah. And the other avocado likes the 15-30-15. Sorry? You say every year these have oranges? Yeah. Yeah, you should get them because they're about three years old too. Yeah, lot. And did you grow it from seed, or is this a plant yeah. you bought? No, it's a okay. It, yeah, so it's gonna again. It's gonna take. How tall is your orange tree? Well, it's about two. Oh, I'd say about two and a half feet, roughly. Yeah, so you should be getting really close. Do you get any blooms ever? No, not yet. I haven't seen nothing of no blooms okay. yet. Okay, lots of sun, and then, like I said, start fertilizing with the fifteen thirty fifteen. That that should get it into the blooming stage. Because I know my lemon tree, I get uh, ten to twenty lemons every year on it now, pretty steady. Okay. So, oh yeah, how big is yours or what? It's only about three feet high. Oh yeah. So. But I didn't. I did start. I have some lemons that I started from seed, and they're only like six inches high right now. So I'm going to see how long it takes before they produce fruit, because it does. Uh -huh. It takes quite a while before they form till they get to the point where they they can produce fruit. So, um, so I'm going to try it yeah. both ways. The other one I just picked up at the garden center, and it was already in the fruit mode. Oh, so it was from Florida. So oh, yeah. I'm just going to. So I want to try. From the actual fruit from the one from Florida, I want to. I, so I, I, I germinated some of the seeds to get them going and then go from there. Uh, Alrighty. Okay, thank you. So, just just, yeah, just cut off any of those damaged leaves from the wind and that, um, Albert. 
and uh, and that should definitely help it uh, get going again. Hopefully, yeah. All right, I'll give it a shot today then. All right, thank you. Take care, Albert. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, and huh? All right. If you'd like to listen in, I'm going to have a couple more texts here to finish up the show. Good morning. Have a dahlia with crisping leaves and buds not opening. Found very th- tiny, round, shiny black bug ran around the pot. Never saw this type of bug before. It's probably a type of beetle getting in there. And I've just had another one in. I was just looking it up. I had some beetles with little red dots on the back. The other one that gets in on the dahlias is um, thrips. And it sounds like you have that because they go after, they suck all the moisture out of it. Um, Also could have dried out with this heat we've had, which is we've never had before. um, We've seen a lot of plants get dried up with heat. Um, and unfortunately, the buds, if they just get that little bit too dry, it gets the moisture sucked out of them, and then they're no good at all after that, unfortunately. So I would just cut off any of the damaged leaves, cut off the dried blooms, and see if it can get going again. And right now, I'm going to take off for this week. Until next week, we'll get our garden on right here on 770 CHQR.